I think everyone's going to kind of think like, mm. oh, they're doing panel reviews. They're so Kirk guys. Fishy. They're Fishy. just going to talk about how they like their Selkirks more. <laughs> I have something to tell all of you guys. Yeah, tell them, tell them. For real. What's up, Pickleball World? It's your boy, Caden Nemoff, coming at you with another Brionis podcast. And today, I'd like to introduce to you guys your very own host of the Brionis Pickleball Podcast, Jordan Brionis. Thank you, Caden. Thank you. Good morning. Let's have some energy. Uh, let's 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 rise the energy here. Yeah, it's like 7.30 in the morning right now. And... At night, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. P.M. Yeah. So, uh, we are, this is a late podcast, everyone. Um, we have, we have some exciting news. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things happening. Um, this is going to be the last podcast of, I'll call it maybe season one. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 I like so, that. uh, we're entering summer. So here, uh, here in Arizona, um, you know, here on the West coast, the uh, West coast, best coast, the, uh, you know, the desert here in, in Arizona, it's heating up here. I would agree. Yeah. It's, it's heating up. Caden, Caden and I are here uh, in the Phoenix area and um, roasting like chickens. It gets hot here. I mean, it's, you know, starting to climb up in the uh, mid 100s, uh, <laughs> 103 uh, next week. So um, wait, there, what? Really? Yeah. So, oh my God. You know, we have, uh, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, kind of leave for the summer and do, you know, kind of snowbird here and leave yeah. for the summer. So you're some of those people, huh? Yeah. So this year, as uh, we've mentioned on the podcast here, um, I'm going to be uh, or my family and I are going to be going to Colorado Springs, checking that out. And um, Caden's going to be fry frying here in Arizona, but you're going to do some traveling I'm, yourself. I'm, I'm going to be a part of the family eventually. I actually will make it out to Colorado with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and actually, hopefully... While I'm out there, we will uh, bring you maybe a, Ooh. you know, special special Ooh. or a limited edition podcast. Podcast and um, some maybe limited edition content. Ooh. Contento. Ooh. I don't even know. That's not. That's not a word. That's not. But, uh, <laughs> sounds Spanish, but, uh, though. It, it was. It sounded cool. It sounded fancy. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you had like, oh, at the end, like yeah, anything yeah. sounds fancy. Like, oh, okay. you know. All right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I'll make it out there. Um. Going to be traveling a lot for our, uh, the Pickleball Tour, playing a lot of APPs, playing a lot of PPAs. All right. And uh, hopefully teaching a lot of clinics, too. Or, yes. Or, you know, lessons in general. So Yeah. So follow us, uh, you know, um, on Instagram and also YouTube, Facebook. Uh, Kaden, what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is my name, Kaden Nemoff, and then PB at the end for okay. uh, peanut butter. All right. For peanut butter. Um, and, uh, yeah, follow us. So, again... Uh, we're sad to say en end of season one podcast. I just want to inform everyone here that uh, we are going to still come out with a podcast every week. <gasps> Believe it or not. Um, Who are you going to uh, replace me? Uh, no replacements, but we have some guest speakers. Uh, we have some guests on. Uh, we have a brain neuroscientist coming on. We have. Uh, man, I'm a brain neuroscientist. I'm Chinese, man. I'm smart. Yeah. <sighs> And then uh, we have, uh, then, uh, yeah, we have a lot of, I have, a, I'm interviewing a lot of people in the pickleball space. So stay tuned. Uh, this summer, you're going to see some, um, different, uh, podcast, um, guests until we start season two, probably back up 
in um, August. So stay tuned to the Brionis Pickleball Podcast um, and uh, follow us. You know what they say? Um, follow us. They always say, uh, you never know what you have until it's gone. So, you know, yeah. for all of those of, you, those of you who roast me in the comment section, you know, I see your comments about my hair and about my hat and yeah. about, you know, the way I speak. Your, your face. My face. Everything. I see it. But you know what? When I'm gone, you guys are going to miss me. So, uh, yeah, type, Probably in the, not. Type, type in the comments below if you're going to miss Caden here as, yeah. the, as the guest. But anyways, we'll be back in August. Uh, yeah, this is the last podcast, end of season one. Keep following us on the channel. We're going to come out with more podcasts. Yeah. We have a lot to get to today. Today is also a Q&A. Yeah. Uh, we are answering um, lots of pickleball questions. All of you out there have... Um, you've actually submitted your questions to our Google form. So, and the Google form is still down in the, the, in the description. So check that out. If you have any questions, we're going to try to answer as much as you, uh, we can. Uh, you know, this whole show is going to be dedicated to answering your questions. So I think it's going to be really cool. Um, and, um, yeah, we're super excited to do that. Yeah, we're also trying to figure out a way to do a, a live Q and a one day. Um, still trying to figure out how we're going to do it and how it's going to look and everything like that. But I think personally that would be so much fun and uh, hopefully you guys would enjoy that too. So. Yeah. So we're going to fi figure out the logistics there. Um, yeah. uh, housekeeping stuff right before we get into the Q and a, I do have some announcements. Uh, number one is that uh, my uh, two day intensives, um, you know, I'm still booking them throughout the rest of the year. If you would like to train on court with me, uh, for a full two days, a small ratio, uh, one, uh, me as the coach, one to four, same players, your skill level and uh, break down every part of your game. Go to brionispickleball.com for that. One to four ratio, huh? Uh, yeah. That's and pretty good. Yeah, it is, man. It's uh, a good time. And also <laughs> I'm here. You know what? I might just throw up a, let's see what I could find here. Oh, I might have a little pick from the last intensive here. Intensive day photo it, it shoot. Should be, uh, it should be here somewhere. Ooh. Let's, uh, oh, what's, uh, we got, uh, you have any, uh. Oh, okay. squad. Hey, oh. wait a second. <laughs> ah, we got a. Uh, little thief. This guy's we, stealing my pickleball stuff. We got a uh, little Luke around there. No, he's a uh, um so the guys are all the way on the left. Yeah, so he hopped in last minute here, but we had a couple really cool guys from SoCal and um one from Philadelphia. So yeah, they're oh, coming cool. they're coming from all over. But uh, uh shout out to that last group there. Can I guess something really quickly? Yeah, sure, man. Sure. Luke had to have asked you to what? try your paddle. Yeah, he did. Yeah, of course he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got the new uh, Selkirk 006 <laughs> project. So, uh, you, know, of you know, everyone's trying to get their hands on those, you know. You know, every single paddle that I've ever used from Selkirk, mm -hmm. he has switched to. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a power switcher. Yep. I got it. I yep. got it. Yep. Anyways, man. Um, yeah. Two-day intensives. I l I'd love to have you, see you, coach you. And follow and help you with your, on your journey. Um, along with that, we have Caden throughout the summer is going to be teaching all over um, camps, clinics. If you want him to come to your area, uh, fill out. Uh, there's a there's a part in the description below where you can 
fill out a form to request him to come. Uh, he's he's available, folks. He's going to be traveling, playing uh, pro tournaments, and also um, he's going to be teaching everywhere. So fill it out. If you have a group or a club or some sort of a uh, group of friends that want um, pro-level instruction, uh, one of the best instructors in the game, definitely uh, do that, okay? It would be fun. And uh, we would have a well, we would have a lot of fun. We'd learn a lot of good stuff. So, yeah, and not to um, scare any, anyone, but uh, we actually have a special service announce. I don't know if it's a service announcement. Oh, um, but it is Memorial Day on oh. this on this um, podcast. Shout out to all the vets. Shout out to the veterans. All the people who have sacrificed um, their, um, you know, their time and also their, their a lot of them their lives. Yeah, for a freedom here in this country. So I just want to shout out to um, all the, you know, all the people that have served in the military. And also um, on that, we uh, have a special announcement. Um, paddle reviews. If you did not see it today, we dropped our very first paddle review. So, yes, we are an instructional um, YouTube channel, but uh, we are getting in the paddle review game. Yeah. You guys are going to be surprised, too, because I think everyone's going to kind of think like, mm. oh, they're doing paddle reviews. They're Selkirk guys. Fishy. They're Fishy. just going to talk about how they like their Selkirks more. <laughs> I have something to tell all of you guys. Yeah, there. tell them, tell them. So, uh, we're actually going to be reviewing uh, a lot of non-Selkirk paddles. It's true. Okay. Bingo. So, uh, and, and just to preface this, for everyone out there, um, shout out to Chris Olson and the Pickleball Studio. I just want to shout him out. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he does great reviews. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel. If I'm sure you've probably heard of it if you're a paddle geek. Um, or just a pickleball geek. Yeah. But we are going to be doing and constructing our own paddle reviews on this uh, YouTube Brionis Pickleball channel. Uh, Selkirk paddles, of course, but also a lot of non-Selkirk paddles. So if anything... We're going to be the most biased when, uh, unbiased, sorry, when it comes to uh, non-Selkirk paddles. We're going to just tell you um, what we honestly think, what is great about it, what is not great about it. And we're, we're I'm excited. I'm excited to test what's I out there. And, um, and as this technology develops, you know, um, I'm kind of happy we're getting out of that delamination and all the gates. I'm sure there's more to come, but definitely. Um, you know, as this technology is changing, we are going to recommend um, certain paddles to you. And, you know, if you want to purchase them, you can do that uh, on our affiliate links. That really helps us out. But um, on the paddle thing, yeah, so watch out for those reviews. We're super excited to bring them to you. We got some really big ones coming out. And from a different lens, so Caden and I obviously are full-time coaches. Yeah. Um, so from a lens of, of coaching... Uh, we we kind of know what maybe beginners and intermediates and more advanced kind of like exactly what, what I would hand somebody and also from a high level standpoint. So, you know, we both play very, very high level. So we know like if you're also a high level player or aspiring to be a high level player, this is maybe the paddle for you. This may not be the paddle for you. Things like that. Let, let's put it this way, folks. People are going to. Actually, well, I will say my biggest pet peeve in pickleball is when pickleball retailers or ambassadors of this brand 
will sell people paddles mm. and will talk so great about them just to sell you on it when in reality it's probably not the right paddle for you they're just trying to make their mm. their buck all right could be true could be true realistically and honestly we are going to be doing paddle reviews to help you guys out pick paddles that you guys feel would help you guys yeah so it's not going to be about Selkirk. It's going to be about what this paddle does well, what this paddle doesn't well, doesn't do well, what kind of player would want to use this paddle, yeah. um, where you might want to add your lead tape. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be all about you guys. It's going to be in depth, and we're yeah. going to be we're going to be evolving it as it goes. So make sure you leave comments, follow us on that paddle journey. Um, and that being said, uh, we are going to be. We actually have a special discount code for uh, a 10% off discount code there at pickleballcabana.com. Uh, um, go check that out. It's a local retailer we've partnered with. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, they've told us, uh, all our pickleball friends, there's a uh, Brionis 10 is the coupon code you can use. So go ahead and check out pickleballcabana.com and then you can, they have a whole bunch of paddles there and that's, Actually, uh, we're, we're going to be uh, offering you to purchase paddles if you would like them uh, watching our reviews. Um, nice. And then, so that's that for that. Um, I know this is a long kind of, you know, long housekeeping segment here, but we have a few to get to. Just because this is the last podcast in a while, we're going to get to the Q&A. Again, everyone who's watching, we're going to answer a bunch of questions. Um, just a few more things here. Sponsors, I just... We, uh, speaking of uh, paddles, uh, Selkirk, we really appreciate you out there. Um, uh, we, we are Selkirk sponsored players and we do love the company. They are a, an American company. That's one of the reasons why I really like them. And also, um, for their main lines, they do have lifetime warranty on, um, their paddles. So, uh, there's not many companies that have that as well. So it's pretty damn good and family owned as well. So shout out to, um, Rob and Mike Barnes there at Selkirk. And then, um, let's see here. We got a couple more things here. Pickleball kingdom, um, is a place, a uh, really great indoor place right down the street from me. That's where I've been conducting my two day intensive. So, uh, they are franchising. Um, so if you, if you yourself, or you know, somebody that, um, you know, would like to get in or invest in the pickleball world that has some extra money laying around um, or knows uh, some other investors, go ahead and check out the link below. Um, click on that link and then you can get connected with the owners over there because they're, they're going to be franchising all over. All over Arizona or all over the world? All over the nation. They wow. just uh, they just landed five uh, locations in Texas. Um, those are the first. Wow. Five in Texas. Five in Texas in different um, cities. So, and they're going to be expanding other places. They don't so. even have five in Arizona yet. I know. That's wild. So, um, lastly, we are going to talk. Um, why don't you tell us about the, Caden, um, uh, the, uh, what is it called? Ear, the finals on June 6th. Ah, yes. Yes. So, tomorrow, um, well, Tuesday, yeah. the 30th of May, I will be playing in the, uh, well, not the finals, but to go to the finals, um, we're actually playing the Tempe Tornadoes, who are the one seed, we're the four seed. And this is the uh, Arizona Pickleball League, for those of you um, who maybe have not listened. But uh, here in Arizona, they, the Orchard, 
uh, family. Jigsaw Health. Jigsaw Health. Um, they have uh, created a pro uh, pro um, pro league pro league here in Arizona. So Kane's yeah. is playing in it. Yeah, and the we play tomorrow, and then the final is June sixth. Um, yeah, if you guys are interested in either buying tickets because you're here in Arizona, you, I would suggest doing that now because those will sell like hotcakes. Um, or if you guys are not in Arizona, you can watch it on. You can watch it live on the Pickleball channel on YouTube. So nice. um, if that. you guys can't be there in person to cheer me on, I would absolutely love it if you guys could cheer me on in the live chat on YouTube. There you go. There you go. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to that uh, long intro there. Um, we're, we're asking a lot of questions. Um, go check out the timestamps below if you want to get to a particular question. I'll try to, I'll try to break them up. But here we go. Q&A. Is starting in three, two, one. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so these are from our uh, listeners and watchers on the channel. So again, if you want to ask a question, go ahead and send them in. There's a link in the description where you can. Here we go. To start off, question number one. Thank you, everyone, for sending this in. Actually, it's actually start, I'm starting it right here. Quotation. Actually, just started recently watching your podcast. I am 19 years old. I am trying to get to the pro level within the next year and a half. I drill four to five times a week and play games as well. I struggle to find someone around my age, like 20 or so, to play with consistently. And I know you need that person to play a lot to get that chemistry down. What is y'all's advice for me? Um, now the fact that he said y'alls, I'm wondering if he's in that, uh, Texas area or, um, Tennessee or, or some, <laughs> I don't know, something maybe, uh, I don't know where else would they say that? I, don't I mean the South, the South. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere in the South. Um, so for this viewer, um, what would you uh, go? You shoot Caden. Yeah. Um, it's funny that this question is being asked because you know what? I probably, would ask this question if I were in the same boat three years ago yeah. uh, and yeah, still man. living in the Bay Area. So, yeah. So what? So Caden has done it. He's on the pro tour here, APP and PPA. So Caden, like what? Yeah. What would you say to your 19 year old self? I guess, you know, I would say personally, it doesn't have to be someone who's necessarily your age that you have to grow with. Um, but that being said, especially at 19 years old, it would be very beneficial for you to actually go play on the APP Next Gen Tour. Um, oh, great. Only because, yeah, great. if I mean, if, if you have the aspirations of becoming a pro and, and meeting kids your age who all love pickleball as much as you do, yep. um, that is the perfect scene for someone to kind of get their name in the door Um you know, meet players that are your age and, and maybe, you know, not quite your skill level or above your skill level yeah, or yeah. exactly your skill level, but you meet so many pickleball players that are your age and it's it's honestly very refreshing. It's really good. Um, and I actually, I got lucky because even though I started pickleball back in 2017, I um, would go play nationals every year. Yeah. And so even though I wasn't, you know, a top dog or even anyone that was that good, I would just go play in the juniors division. And I got to meet so many kids who are my age, who are also good pickleball players. And so that's really good. Um, the APP next gen tour would be 
it sounds like it would be perfect for you because you just want the exposure. You want to meet new people. Yeah. I mean, and I say this all the time, but I've met some of my closest friends from playing on the pickleball tour, yeah. you know, and just playing pickleball in general. So, mm-hmm. um, get out there, try it, see how, see how it is. You know, if you go out there and you say, okay, everyone there is weird and you know, I don't like it. Hey, you, yeah. you found out, but you know, that then the next gen tour is great because it's, it's all about focusing on the, you know, the future of pickleball and, and the development of your game and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, totally, totally would recommend that. Really good stuff, Caden. I didn't even think about that. That's why we have Caden on the show here. <laughs> um, no, really good. Um, Ken, is it Herman? Ken Herman, yep. Shout out to Ken Herman. Uh, he's doing a lot for the juniors, doing a lot for the uh, young generation. Um, and it's called the Next Gen? Next Gen Tour, yeah. Next yep. Gen Tour. So I think they have a tournament in Kansas City. They have a okay. tournament in Texas. Um so, I mean, if you're near there, come yeah. out, man. And, and of course, introduce yourself if, you, if, you, you, if you see me. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll be there, but yeah. Um, okay. If, if you see me, let me, yeah. So, there you go. That's what we suggest, man. Um, or if you are. Did you leave a, a name? A lady. No, you know what? I Sorry, guys and, and gals. I'm going to have to adjust the form to leave. The, I don't have a place to put the name. So. Or even just he or yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think so. Anyways, whoever you are, uh, that's that's our advice. Great one, Kaden. We're gonna go hop right into question number two, and here it is. We got from listener. Uh, what are your thoughts on the differences and utility of a regular backhand roll versus wrist flick roll speed up? And also, how do you approach speeding up on the backhand side compared to the forehand side? Aggressiveness, targets, and techniques. Great question. That is a great question. Great question. Um, to preface this, um, uh, backhand regular backhand roll, backhand wrist flick roll. Um, I am not a hundred percent sure what he's referring to, but uh, my assumption would be. Uh, backhand roll is more of a smooth, yeah, long, right. elongated, maybe like um, a fourth shot type roll. Stroke. Where and then a yeah. backhand wrist flick roll would be maybe just using a lot more wrist, yeah, and more a, of a flick, attacking below the net. I think you do that actually kind of often, Caden. I do. I use that shot a lot actually. So what's the so what are his question is uh, or her question is what are the thoughts of the differences in utility of of both? What do you think, Caden? Um, well. I think personally, uh, both are necessary. Um, so what, what I'm trying to say is that you should never close yourself off to having both of the options, right? So what that means is when you are practicing, whether it's the roll or the flick, um, you should be able to use both comfortably. And if you, and if you aren't comfortable with using one, then Hey, don't worry about it. But, um, if you are capable of using both, then I would say use both because the role, by what the message kind of sounds like, the role you can use for your fourth shot, right? If you don't hit a great fourth shot and they start to come in and now they're up at the kitchen line, you can use the flick as more of a speed up. So um, being able to be offensive on your backhand is super awesome because, um, well, most people only expect speed ups on forehands. Yeah. So um, personally, one thing that I take pride in with my game is that I can speed up both forehand and backhand. Um, and that option gives me a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So, um, 
If you are capable of using both the roll and the flick, I would say go for it. The, the only problem with the flick is it's very hard on your wrist. So, yeah. Um, so differences in utility. So differences just really quick for me, uh, backhand roll. Yeah. Kind of like a fourth shot They, you know, your opponents are coming in yep. and you have more time to, yep. to have a more elongated stroke. Correct. It'll probably be a smoother swing. Yeah. The backhand wrist flick, it's kind of maybe from a little bit lower to kind of catch your opponent off guard right in front of you. So yep. maybe I see that more using uh, more being used uh, when your po- opponent is right up at the non-volley zone. Yep. Um, so the utility would be, you know, you're going to use a backhand roll more for like a fourth yep. and then up at the line uh, for the wrist flick. But uh, I actually, that's something in my game. I haven't really, um, the wrist flick, I don't, I don't use much. Mm. Um, oh, so for the wrist flick roll, by the way, it's, um, it's definitely more out of the air. For sure, yeah, yeah. Like you you're gotta not, take it in the air. Yeah, a wrist, a wrist flick, uh, roll. Yeah. Um, actually, for both, but but a wrist flick roll is going to definitely be really tough off the bounce. Um, so uh, second question, second part, part B of this, and also how do you approach speeding up on the backhand side compared to the forehand? So I'll, I'll take this, Caden, and maybe you can chime in. But the forehand um, is what I teach players first. Yeah. When we talk about attacking. Yeah. Um, the reason for that is uh, you definitely want a weapon on your forehand side. Yeah. No, no matter what. Now, we don't need to neglect our backhand. That's not what I'm saying. But um, we definitely need to start, I think. It's just easier to start on your forehand side to learn how to drop your paddle head, to to learn the mechanics of, of attacking. But I usually start there. Um, now, how do I approach speeding up to the backhand? I'm working with a lot of clients and and students now, you know, attacking from the backhand side. And from my experience, and also you can tell me, Kaden, but it's much, it's just much harder because how your wrist is and yep. and how you're holding it to to attack from the backhand. Um, I'm utilizing a lot of two-handed shots now when I'm um, teaching the backhand. Now it's definitely possible to speed up with one hand. But as you're seeing the game develop and things like that, there's a lot of pros nowadays that are attacking off the bounce with two hands. It's it, it makes it easier to have that um, offhand on it. It's true. Um, any just real quick thoughts about forehand versus backhand attacks, Kaden? Um, always love the idea of having both. Um, like Jordan said, I will always teach a forehand first over a backhand, just because the forehand will be a little bit easier to pick up. Um, Something about just, you know, our backhand going across our body. Our body always likes to mess that up. So um, going forehand is always easier. But having the option of attacking both on your forehand and backhand are super nice. Um, And like Jordan said, on the Pro Tour, you are seeing people attacking from all different types of heights of ball, forehand, backhand. It doesn't matter. So... um, you know, I would say personally, um, when I taught, I told people, hey, like, you don't need to have every shot in the book. You don't need to have it. You know, you can get away with having five or six or seven really good shots and, and doing well off of that. But now there's so much offense in pickleball that yeah. that's almost not the case. So, um, you know, one one thing I tell people all the time is, hey, even as a pro, we're still learning about this game. So, yeah. you know, um, when people give you advice or anything like that, 
Take it with a take, grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Take it with a grain you of know, salt. We, unless, yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you're talking to someone who is um, really experiences, and, and I, I really believe that, and also has been around a good amount of time. I, I, I mean, we hear bad advice all the time. Yeah. Um, the game is changing, and one of the things that um, I think uh, both of us have, have adapted to is that change, and uh, it's going to keep changing. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, what I could say though is fundamentals of the game are always going to be there. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the little nuances, which which go a long way, yeah, uh, is changing. Kind of like, um, you know, with the NBA Finals coming up, it's really interesting. Um, you know, there's some, you know, there's a, a lot of fun stuff going on right now in the NBA. Even if you don't watch uh, basketball, one of the things that I could say is uh, the fundamentals of basketball are still going to always be the same. But like as they as Steph Curry and, and people came in, um, shooting more threes, game and, changes. you know, game yep. changes, but, yeah. but you know, free throws, you know, um, defense, right. Yep. The, the fundamentals of the game. So don't, I, don't neglect exactly thinking, resetting drops. Don't neglect that stuff. But we definitely start, have to start adding tools. I, I compare it to baseball. Honestly, baseball, you used to be able to be really good at stealing, really good at hitting singles, really good at hitting doubles. Mm really good at you know specific things yeah in baseball if you don't have the tools to hit for contact power you know steal get on base have a good eye i mean you're not making it in the league you, you know go. what i mean so same thing is going for pickleball you know you have to be a good dinker you have to be a good volleyer you have to have good overheads yep. you have to have good resets good drops good drives good serves returns i mean this game is getting harder. That's it. Um, and that's why we're here. So yeah. uh, check it out. Check yeah. out our YouTube channel. Watch those videos. We're going to continue uh, for years to come. We're going to continue to bring you the best content that we can. Um, let's hop into the next question here. Would you ever open up a time to challenge local listeners? Random Joes that dream of hanging with the big boys. Uh, I got this question on YouTube. Oh, really? Uh, um so basically they're asking us, uh, you know what? I think it'd be, and we've, okay. For those listeners out there, we have some plans. Okay. We have some plans in the future. We're not going to give anything away. Can't tell you, but we, um, I think it would be cool to have some, um, some challengers, uh, play us, Kaden, and maybe document it, maybe a little lot YouTube live. Yeah. Things like that. See uh, how many points they can get. Those kinds well, we of things. We could do like a little beat the pro session. Maybe, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Get some opportunities to, uh, Win some points, yeah. Win yeah. some giveaways. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, that's okay. So, uh, comment below if look if you would like to see kind of content like that. Um, yeah, comment below. See if you would you watch that content. Would you find it interesting? Or would you show up? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, we would love to do. Uh, we have a lot of ideas, so we have some we a lot of crazy ideas. Fun, but, uh, fun content coming up this summer. Ooh, of twenty twenty three. That's so, next year. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You almost got me. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Uh, next question here. Do you have any more tips? Do you have any tips for shorter players? Oh. This is really interesting. And I had to think about this a little bit. I'm still going to th think. I'm actually going to shove this question. I'm actually going to like probably volley dink this question to you. Uh, Should I take that personally? Oh, no, no. I'm just, oh, okay. I, I just need, yes. Um, anyways, Kaden, no, seriously, I, I've gotten this question before. So anything, anything that comes to mind. So, um, you well, know, shorter players, 
And any tips? Just to put this out there, I'm five nine, everybody, so I'm not that short. And Jordan's literally like five nine and a quarter, so you know, likes to make short people jokes towards me. But anyways, my shorter players, my short kings and queens. There you go. Here's what I would say to you guys. Believe it or not, our ready position is usually kind of anywhere from our belly button to our chest. Yeah. Um, so for you guys, if I'm going to be honest, I actually would love it if you guys kind of had your paddle more at your chest because every single ball for you guys would be almost kind of like a put away. Um, now that also means if you don't have the longest reach, you're going to be playing a lot more off the bounce, but that doesn't mean you guys can't also still use your reach to your advantage. Um, so luckily for taller people, um, one thing I find with taller people is people have length and don't know how to use it. I personally am not that tall, but I will use every inch of my body that I have. Um, so be, even though maybe you're shorter, figure out how much reach you guys have because I guarantee you people might not expect you to use your reach because you're shorter. And uh, one thing you'll find is if you guys can use your reach and take a few more balls in the air, you guys will find a lot of offensive balls. And, uh, you know, this is going to sound like, this is going to sound kind of messed up. But because you guys are lower to the net, you guys are actually going to have a lot of a lot of easier balls in here. Um, and I actually kind of flame Hayden Patrickwin for this a lot because he's not that tall. He's like he's yeah. like five 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 six. But is, is he that short? He's not no, tall. He's like five seven. No, no, he's short, bro. He's five six. No I swear, I swear, okay. I swear. But uh, I tell him all the time. I'm like, dude, how does it feel to just have a put away on every single shot? Because every speed up for him is literally just right here for him. It's literally a put away. So. Um, I mean, you guys just have to kind of sit with your hands high and ready, but like everything here, you guys should be able to kind of hit down on. Yeah. Which is kind of a huge advantage. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I totally agree with a chest ready position. Me, me and Kaden go back and forth, but we do. We do. But um, so there is some variance there to clear that up. Um, there's definitely balls you're going to get chest high. There's there may be some balls you get um a little bit lower. So. You may have to adjust your ready position, but I, what I would say, Kaden, mm. is that um, being short has has um, some advantages. That's true. So, That's true. Just, so just to start off, everyone, you know how many tall people I coach <laughs> that have trouble getting, getting low, low, getting yeah, low, for sure. Okay, so number one, I would say. Um, Honestly, I would say one of the only, if there is the only um, um, disadvantages to being short is is players lobbing over you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I can't think of many good ones uh, or other ones, but so being short, you can get low um, true. in transition, in, um, I'm at, up at the net. Uh, like, like Caden said, I mean, we're not super tall around five, eight, five, nine, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we're, we're low to the ground and, and what I would recommend if you're shorter, you're asking if you have tips, work on your footwork, Yeah. work on your footwork. You can have, if you're short, you can have fast, quick feet. Uh, like, like Caden said, lean in, use your reach when necessary. And, um, 
learn a game uh, and if you're short i would learn how to really um l learn on hitting offensive dinks and, and craftiness yeah around the net like, well i mean you, know, you look at elise jones she's not tall that is but a, mm, but like that's a really good example think about it this way she digs so much out because she's, there. she's she's already lower right yep. and and i'm gonna be honest this sport is a low to high sport yep this sport was made to be a low to high sport, which means most of the time, the players who win are the best ones who can hit low to high the most consistently. Yeah. Now, obviously, this game has picked up and gotten faster, and now there's a lot of straight on and a lot of downward, but the people who are really good at getting low for their dinks, yeah. getting low for their drops, getting low for their resets, God, those people, honestly, sometimes those are the hardest people to play. Yeah. Because you can hit down on as many balls as you want, and all they do is just dig it out. Yep, there you go. So there's definitely some advantages there. Uh, use your height to your advantage. If you're tall, okay, so let's flip the question. If you're tall, uh, all the tall people that I, that I coach, like I see them not using their reach. Yeah. So learn how to get in a wider stance. Learn how to also move your feet. Yep. And learn how to lean in so you can poke, you can yep. flick. And get low with your knees, not your back. There huh? you go. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, great question. Uh, that was a great question. Holy smokes. Yeah. That one That one almost like stumped me a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, as we, uh, as we, you know, we're doing this live, okay? We are uh, deconstructing. Like, these I had to put myself in a 5-3 body real there quick and be like, okay, what would I do? There you go. Um, let's get to the next question here. How do you manage illegal serves in rec play? Do you say anything or ignore it? It's, of course, really tough to spot sometimes, and you don't want to show people up. <laughs> I once mentioned to someone their serve looked illegal. I mentioned it out of the earshot of the other players, and then minutes later, this person shouted out to everyone so they can all hear it that my serve must be illegal. <laughs> It was clearly sour grapes for highlighting their illegal serve. <laughs> okay. All right. I have some, I'm going to actually uh, do a wall drill and volley this question back to myself. Wow. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just really quickly, everybody, I'm going to assist this question back to me because I have some, some thoughts on this. I also have some thoughts. So okay. make this quick. Oh God. <laughs> make it quick. All right. So, um, I'm going to be brutal, brutally honest with everyone here. Yeah, so, so am I. Number one. I'm probably going to say amen to this because this number is... Number one. Yeah, yeah. And number two and three. This is rec play, people. This is rec play. Amen. Now, unless they are literally serving tennis serve style <laughs> and over their head, maybe I'd mention a little something and maybe they, it's their first day out on the job there. But here's the thing. You just... Um, now... If you sent this question in, uh, we really appreciate you, okay? This is um, tough coach love here, okay? If I was coaching you, this is what I would say. If it's illegal, it may be illegal to the point where it may not make that much of a difference. And if it makes that much of a difference, your returns are going to get better. Yeah. So just for me, um it's rec play who cares like i said if it's blatantly obvious i might say something but yeah if it's even close don't let it get to your head play your game and use it as something to improve your um your returns your returns because returns are awesome yeah and then lastly 
that's so funny the retaliation happened so again if you if you sent this um question in we we get it and you know what there's a lot of players um and here's what i would say too just not as a counter argument but something that i've i've i know has happened over time 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 again um that is like players who think other players serves are illegal 99 percent of the time they are legal yeah 99 okay yeah. so and that one percent okay um <laughs> you know just just that that's my okay so let's not spend a lot of time any any thoughts or is that anything to add just anything to add quickly okay we got a lot of questions here well personally i get i have a lot of students that i teach my serve to not my serve, but a, yeah. a good serve too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's really funny when they come back to me and say, oh my God, this person like kept bugging me about my serve because they feel it's illegal. And I go, damn, they, you must have been serving really well that day because one, I'm not going to teach you an illegal serve. And two, like people just get upset when they start missing your returns. And if they do it over <laughs> and over again, of course they're going to look at you and be like, your paddle is, your shorts, your serve. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. people... Dude, pickleball players have so many excuses. Yeah. So many excuses. So to, Yeah. So anyways. And so all I'm saying is, who cares? Okay? If you guys find that someone's serve is illegal, especially in rec play, the only thing that matters in rec play is you. Okay? So anything that someone else does that bothers you, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Focus on you and what you're trying to accomplish. Amen. Amen, brother. All right. And if it's if it's a tournament, hey, master ref, that's a different story. Yep. So there you go. And then he'll probably still say it's illegal. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh, we are going to jump into the next one. Um, uh, so let's try to keep it concise. I mean, we got I don't know how many questions we're gonna get to. Yeah. But uh, here we go. Uh, with what seems like an increase in use of the third shot drive at the pro level, why isn't a fourth shot block used more frequently by the pros in response? Block as in like drop into the kitchen. Hold on, man. Oh, sorry, dude. Hold on. <laughs> I'm talking about a block that absorbs <laughs> the full punch of the drive and drops it short in the non-volley zone. Okay, let me finish the question, bro. <laughs> I thought the question was over. <laughs> Seems like the driving team would either a be unable to get it, or b if they did, they would be able to do little very little and hit up on it brian from temecula brian shout out to brian brian thank you for leaving your name yeah um brian from temecula um shout out to the temecula pickleball players out there where is that um it's a socal area oh is it really i think yep oh anyways um okay so now um I, I get asked this I don't get to ask this a lot, but I have I have students and players that tell me this a lot or, or you know, talk through this. Um, number one is at the pro level. We're getting um, it. Everyone's fast. Yeah. Okay. So that would that's what I would say. Number two, it's actually a riskier shot to do that because you're taking a top spin ball that's maybe coming between 30 and 50 miles an hour and trying to drop it on a dime in the, in the non-volley zone. So, um, gotta be pretty perfect to do it. Yeah. So the, the high percentage shot is to counter, um, back or a low block, but not, not where you're not a drop, just a low block. Um, anyways, at the pro level, that is why everyone. And, um, 
Now, in amateur levels, um, so here's the thing about this question, Caden. I do get a lot of questions on players that are hitting their third shot drop or drive, and then players are just dropping it yeah. right in front of them, and they, they can't get it. Yeah, so right. what would you say to that player, though? Because that gets frustrating. So let me ask sure. you. I have some answers, but from for someone who is constantly getting dropped, what are some options? Um, well, personally, I mean, if you guys find that you're constantly, or there's, there's something that you're doing that constantly loses you a point, Mm. you have to make adjustments. Oh, I like it. Right. Which means if you are hitting a drop and maybe it's a little bit high and you feel like, oh, well, they can't hurt me on that. And all they're doing is dropping it in the kitchen. You don't have the mobility to get there. Then we have to start mixing things up. Maybe Whether that means drives, we hit some drives or some lobs. or some lobs. Now, personally, I wouldn't ever really recommend, and I would never teach someone to third shot lob ever, unless I mean you would have to be a higher level student. That's that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah. I feel like most people throw up a lob defensively, and defensively means bailing out of the point, which means you are now just going to put yourself in a defensive position to play defensive pickleball. That's not going to win you points, all right? It may win you a point here and there, but it's not going to win you consistently, all right? But like I said, if something isn't working, don't keep going with it, right? If it, You guys know the line. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's broke, fix it. So... Mix it up with drops. Mix it up with drives. Mix up your locations. Yep. Mix it up maybe with a lob every now and then. Yep. Try something new that Try. maybe your opponents aren't expecting. Try something new. And just just as a little tip here, w- when I see this at more amateur levels, I see someone hitting a, a high drop or a drive. Obviously, we have to improve our drops and drive. But um, usually a, a, good, a player that does that is better on one side. Yeah. Like, like, like it's their forehand or their backhand they just like to yep um go to go to the other side test it out but the drive and the third shot lob are are definitely some options along with obviously um improving your drops yeah um okay so let's hop in right into the next one uh what is needed and let's keep this one pretty concise okay kaden uh what is needed to advance from four five to five oh now i know this is a loaded question but i'm gonna give you three things here now there's a long list. Um, I just had a four or five intensive and I'll tell you what we worked on. Cool. That sounds awesome. Number one is attacking and hands. Yep. I was going to say um, hand speed for four or five level. Um, you know, they have fundamentals, good consistency, mm-hmm. hand speed, and just attacking. Okay. Off the bounce attacking, um, is one of the, uh, big ones. Yep. Defense, number two. I was going to uh, say transition. Yep. Digging and transition, not just resets and transition, transition, but really elite defense, developing maybe two-handed resets, um, digs, things like that. And then um, number three, I would say, because um, there, there's a bunch, but uh, just, just like higher-level point construction. Um, yep. You know, just learning how to develop the point and and being more strategic on pickleball IQ on speed ups, Mm -hmm. being more strategic on when to roll versus when to 
went to slice, went to um, went to step back a little bit off the line, went to you know hold your line, those kinds of things. Um, so really short. You want to add maybe two more? Um, I was one, gonna one say returns. Game. Okay. Um, hand, I was gonna say returns, hand speed, and um, and transition. Okay. So I actually like that you added pickleball IQ and point construction and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, obviously technique, huge. Um, you know, and one of the reasons why I was able to progress quickly was because I didn't have to learn anything that was already bad. You know, I just got to learn from scratch coming from baseball. But yeah. Um, transition super important. Hand speed super important. And, uh, and the reason why I say returns is because, well, a good return, mm. you know, takes away an easy third or, or an easy drive, which means less points. Yep. We are, I'm actually working on something. It's in Ooh. the works on returns. Uh, no one heard that. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Next one. We enjoy the breakdown of your professional points. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. But oh, the vast majority of players can't really relate to that. Oh, we think it would be interesting if you had people send short videos of them playing at the beginner and intermediate level and broke those down. It might be more practical for the majority of players out there, especially the ones watching your videos. You can call it personal video breakdown. <laughs> Thank you for all the suggestions. And you know what? Uh, I agree. No, I actually, I love that. But, but number one, what I don't agree with here, and I'm going to, I'm going to break this down for you. Vast majority of players can't relate to that. Partly true, partly not true. What they can't relate or do is some of the athleticism, obviously, the skill. But all the things we're breaking down in that point, when go watch our breakdowns here. Uh, we have several breakdowns on our channel. We're talking about positioning. We're talking about footwork. We're talking about technique. These are all things that you all should be watching for when you're watching those videos. It's true. So that you can learn. Fundamentally, those things are really important. Now, right. we we will you, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. We're going to we're going to start breaking down some uh, some amateur points. Yeah, we should. Uh, I think it'd be fun. We need to figure out a system, Caden. Um Comment below right now. If you're listening, comment. Comment below right now if you'd like to see that. We're going to figure that out. And then, um, yeah. Okay. I think, like you said, we're doing what's right and wrong. So it's not so much, we're not teaching you what pros do. We're teaching you what we all should do. So that's all I have to say about that. But I would actually love to break down some amateur points. That'd yeah. Be fun. Uh, Nancy, uh, 2.5 from uh, Montana. Oh, where in Montana did she say? Oh no, I'm just talking about breakdown, like oh. random breakdowns. Oh, that, or Her that. or Harold from uh, Nebraska. Nebraska, three point five <laughs> match, gold medal match. Uh, we'd love to break your guys. We really would. Down. Okay, here we go. Next question: What's a solid off-court training regimen? Uh, what does a solid off-court training regimen look like for footwork, stamina, and strength? Now, Caden, I want you to. You're, you're playing at a pro level. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people aren't. Um, just to kind of change the question, what would you recommend for for like your kind of clients from um, 3.0 to um, 
you know, four or five that may be young, but also maybe older. Uh, what kind of things would you recommend? That requires a court or doesn't require a court? No. Was what off, it's, uh, yeah, off court? Uh, off court. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Off court. What, okay, okay, what okay. works stamina and strength? Yeah. So personally, I actually practice my footwork a lot in my house. Um, Do you? Yeah. Like, um, which Just like while I'm cooking, shuffles, while I'm watching, t- yeah, shuffles, all of it, step back, step forward, all of that stuff. Like you heard I, of that here, folks. I, I use a lot of mirroring with my footwork. Um, and, and one of the main reasons why I was able to pick up my footwork so easily was just because like I, I practice it at home. You don't need a pickleball court to work on your footwork, mm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. on top of that, pickleball uses a lot of core strength abdominal strength so personally uh you know after uh you know eating dinner or something like that after i digest i will seriously i will watch a tv show and sit on my couch and do crunches i'll get on the ground oh, i thought you were gonna say planks oh you could do that Those too, too. I, I could you know you can uh you can do planks you can do crunches you can do sit-ups um you can do wall sits um little things like that they mm. don't go unnoticed because i mean that's Even though you're, you know, relaxing and watching TV, you are also getting a little bit of a workout in for pickleball, yeah. um, which is why I personally will always make time for it. Okay. I like that. A um, couple of things here. Uh, footwork. Yeah, I would recommend. Uh, we have some footwork videos. Super important, especially in your, your net beginner intermediate level. You can do that anywhere. Stamina. Um, several things. Um, I don't know how you know, long, long runs and long things. I would just recommend more hit workout, short stuff. Yeah. Um, but just one thing personally, okay. On a personal level, I, I got into jump roping, like, um, Oh, true. Uh, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, not what's it called, but maybe five, four, five years ago. And I'm starting to get back into it, but for timing footwork and also stamina, it's, it's really, really good. It is really good. Actually, that's something I do when I go and work out. There you go. And uh, for strength, um, get with a PT, get with a personal trainer, and learn some things that you can do at home or, or at the gym. But uh, like like Caden said, core and legs and back. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna be, you know, on you know using those quads, using those hamstrings. You're gonna be, yeah. You know, there's gonna be some pressure on your lower back. So anything we can do to improve the strength there. All I can say is, if you guys have or have the uh, ability to buy these. Buy some five-pound dumbbells. They're great because they're not too heavy, but they're not too light. They're really heavy for Caden, by the way. They are really heavy for me. That's why. That's why you I mean use, point point five for you. I use point twos. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they're really great because you can lift them here and get shoulder. Mm-hmm. You can lift them here mm-hmm. and get chest. All right. You can just swing it here, and guess what? That's hand speed. All right, you can squat with them. You can do whatever you want with them, yeah. but you're not actually straining yourself and hurting yourself. But the low weight and maybe a lot of reps, really good for you. All right, here's a good one here. Um, okay. It seems like every sponsored player feels that their sponsor's paddle is the best. <laughs> this, of course, is too hard to believe. So what are we to believe? Jordan, with all the new pickleball paddles that are on the market, how do you know which is the best for you? Surface, area, width, thick or thin, grip, weight, length. I have an answer. <laughs> We're going to be doing some honest paddle reviews um, coming up. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
But uh, in the meantime, and serious on a serious note, and that was a serious note, by the way, we're gonna be doing a lot of paddle reviews, seriously. Um, so stay tuned and uh, watch out for those. We're gonna give our honest feedback on a lot of different brands, and um, along with that, everyone's preference is going to be different. For sure. Okay, so let's just keep it really simple here, Caden. Um, dude, I'm a like I like the reset ability of paddles. I like softer paddles. I like paddles that that have more feel and control. You're a player, Caden, where you tend to go more towards the power. Correct. Um and because you just that's you just want that for your game. For my yeah. game, I I I want power as well, but I just kind of I like having more defensive um abilities and um I don't know. It's just it's just preference. Okay, at the end of the day, go out there and try paddles. You're right. Um, you know, if you think we're biased about Selkirk paddles, that's fine. But we're going to be, which I think uh, there's a lot of great Selkirk paddles out there. Um, and, but along, we're going to be as honest as uh, I mean, yeah. Along with that, we are going to be reviewing some other brands. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, try a whole bunch. Don't listen to. Um, everybody you yeah, know right just because there's a big name on the battle doesn't mean that is the best battle but um, it's true but there are some big name paddles that are really good yeah and we and we have some uh, exciting uh, reviews coming <laughs> yeah. for you but um that's what i would say um think about your game and um you know if you're more of a so here's how i classify this is a very simple way kaden but if you're like more touch, like crafty, you like you, you like to reset, you like to slow the game down, those kinds of things, I would suggest maybe a thicker one. And if I mean, if your game is like all power or more so power and, and spin and stuff, maybe a thinner core. Yeah. But um, and, and even that, you know, it, it can go as simple as this, too. Maybe you need more power and you need a poppier paddle to help you out with that. Or maybe you lack a little bit of control. So you need something with with that's thicker and, and a little bit softer. So there's a lot of things that go into paddles, a lot of things that go, that go into paddles and, yeah. and what you're looking for. So, yeah. And we, and Caden and I are going to be doing our best to uh, bring you the, uh, the accurate, basically uh, feedback of what paddles you should get. Yep. So stay tuned. Uh, next question. What Selkirk paddle would be good for intermediate three, five or so with not much power, on their own oh like he's saying i don't have a lot of power okay okay i'm fairly small but did have reasonable power in my singles game as a teenager i feel like i need some power from a paddle but my coach said the ben john's yola men's version that he played with before um going to his newest one isn't right for me because i need more forgiveness and control in a paddle um, great question. Um, Selkirk Paddles. Uh, we just did a review today on the Halo SLK. Yep. Um, look in the description below if you'd like to purchase it. I personally, and, and we're going to get to this really quick, but I mean, I honestly, right now I use the Halo um, SLK 16 millimeter max. I think it's a great one for um, control. If you want a little bit more pop, I suggest the 13 millimeter. Yeah. Um, Kaden is using the power air right now. Um, I wouldn't suggest that for control. Wouldn't either. So, uh, but if you want a lot of pop, that's a paddle. But again, so that's Selkirk. There are a lot, again, there are a lot of paddles out there, but can you uh, just repeat what the coach said? 
yeah the basically the coach said uh he said i i feel like i need some power from a paddle but my coach says my ben john's yola that he played with before uh before he's going to his newest one uh, the new one coming out, I think, isn't right for me because I need more forgiveness and control and a paddle. Honestly, what I would say here is the Ben John Swift or Hyperion or whatever that has good forgiveness. The Ben John's is, is Yola a good, is a good Hyperion control is literally one of the softest paddles I've ever used in my life. Yeah, so if I would say that's, I mean, if you already have that and you are looking for control and I'm, I'm not sure if that's what you're asking, but I mean, at the end of the day, that, that's a pretty good battle. So I'm a little concerned about the coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that uh, again, stay tuned for power reviews. All right. How do I correct bad habits? I've been playing for two years. I've ne- never had any paddle tennis training. I'm at a plateau. I need to correct my bad habits. Two things here. One, you can watch things, uh, YouTube channel, maybe Brionis Pickleball, things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the reason why players come to me and train with me for two days, the reason why players will come to Caden and want to get training from a pro is because it's hard to see your bad habits. It's true. Um, we would be out of jobs, Caden. Here's the truth. We would be out of jobs if people could do it on their own. Uh, yeah. And um, thankfully, <laughs> people can't do it on their own. But not not just like as a as a knock to all of you, but also we love to help players. We we love we love it. So yeah. bad habits are hard to correct if you don't know what they are and you don't know how to fix them. So yep, get a coach. Well, um, and also people. People say, oh, well, I can watch myself. I can record myself and watch myself play. I'm going to be honest with you right now. When you watch yourself play, you don't watch what you're doing. You only watch if you hit a good shot or not. (laughs) So if you think you can do it yourself, tell me right now that you have watched yourself play and said, oh, okay, I noticed that I used too much wrist in the video. You're not doing it. I promise you. You are only thinking about whether you hit a good shot or not. Unless you have a good coach. But, yeah, um, that's but, that. But if you, I'm saying if that's if you do it yourself. Coaching is great because well, you have a set of eyes that knows what they're talking about, that can help you see little things. Like people ask me all the time, "How do you see when I change my grip?" Well, it's something I see a lot, so it's it it stands out when you do it, right? But you got binoculars over there. That was pretty good. Yeah. Nah, yeah, what I don't saying? look as cool. But um, but like, you guys can get better by focusing on your technique, and yep. that may me that may mean br- breaking bad habits and not playing as well. But if you guys do genuinely want to get better, focus on what you're trying to do instead of the results. All right, man. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, let's All right. go. Let's jump right into the next one. Um. With coaching and clinics costing so much, at what level of play would you consider it worth paying for coaching? Um, Every single level. Part B, <laughs> how do you recommend going about finding a drill partner? Um, okay, so let's get to the first one. Yeah. Coaching and clinics can cost a lot. 
It's true. Um, there's a lot of um, coaching and clinics that I don't recommend out there. It's true. Um, but, um, you know, so this is what I would say. If you're really taking pickleball seriously, it's good to get coaching in the beginning. Yep. So that you don't develop bad habits. Yep. Number two, if you feel felt if you feel like you've hit a plateau, that's also a good time to get yep. some coaching because, you know, um, currently right now, just to be transparent with everyone here, I'm getting coaching, not in pickleball, but kind of like some like business uh, advice coaching. I have a mentor. Yeah. Right? Is it me? Obviously, no. <laughs> Obviously, you know, as we grow this channel, as we grow the business, I, I definitely want to to do something awesome and, and help as many people as I want, as I can and things like that. So I'm getting coached or mentored by someone who's been there and also has the experience and also has been very successful in that craft. So um, if like I'm doing that so I can actually excel faster. Yeah. Because if I try to do it on my own, I can still do that if I had natural abilities to, for business and things like that. And maybe I do have some, but for me to take accelerated path, I would like to, you know, that's why I have a coach. So a business coach. So I don't know. That's my uh, quick one. Any, uh, like maybe 20 seconds or so. Brandon. Yeah. On I, the board. I would, I would just agree with you. I, I think honestly, it, it never hurts uh, to get coaching early. It never gets, uh, never hurts to get coaching later. Um, if you guys hit the plateau, the plateau, or, or even just like a four or five, trying to get to five Oh, because four or five to five Oh, that's a, mm, that's a tough one. It's not, a, n not necessarily anything crazy, but it's little things that you have to kind of work that's... on and, and kind of get through to, to get over that hump. Um, and then if you think that's hard, imagine thinking five Oh to, to, to pro, yeah. you know, um, and, and right now pickleball has this gray area right now where people consider themselves pros when they play five Oh tournaments. So all I'm saying is there are still humps to get past once you get to a five Oh. All right. Yeah. Once you're a five Oh, you're not a pro. Once you get to five Oh, you now have to work your way up to a pro. Um, so there's a lot to work on and there's never a bad time for a coach. All right. There you go. Um, lastly, how do you recommend about finding a drill partner? This is the question of the century, maybe. Yeah. Comment below. Kaden, I've had this uh, little idea here. If anyone does this, I want royalties. But uh, Me too. I, I get this question asked all the time. I'm really considering. Now, this is not in the top of my priority list, but I'm really considering creating an app for drill partners. <laughs> Why? Because I get asked all the time. George, I, don't, George, I don't even know why you would uh, you would even share that. That's that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Jordan, I am. I I I want to take what you have. I I'm trying to get better. I just cannot find a drill partner. What would I like? You don't know what I would do with a drill partner. So, this is what I would say. That is really tough. Uh, you just need to find one person that really just wants to get better. Um, little tips for this. I have some like tricks. Number one, don't say the word drill. Yeah, seriously, this is a big one. If you say that, it might scare people off because true. people are like weird about that. So, hey, you want to hit and um and play just with me and you one on one? You want to play some skinny singles? Yeah, there you go. 
playing skinny singles and, sounds a whole hey, lot better than drilling. Yeah. So, that so for those of you who are looking for someone, just, you know, meet people, network, go to, yep. go to open play, find someone that just wants to get better. And that's my recommendation. Okay. Yep. I have a next question. I observe that most, if not all pros use the volley serve. Is this because they've been in the game so long before the drop serve was approved and they are used to it or do they not like the drop serve? Okay. So, um, <laughs> can I answer that from a pro standpoint? Yep. Go. We're not allowed to drop serve. Okay. So recently the, uh, PPA, uh, banned the drop serve. Now, I don't know what I feel about that. I think it's good. Uh, because of the, um, just to keep everything uniform, but just really quick, the, the drop versus the volley serve, just really quick, everyone. Um, the benefit of the volley serve is that you can contact the ball higher. Yep. That's pretty much it. Um, I would say everyone, um, on the pro tour could probably hit a just almost as good enough drop serve, but that's why the pros do it because they're forced to, but also uh, mechanically and things like that. It, you know, it's it's more natural. Yeah, them. it is. So we we prefer it. But um, again, when I'm teaching uh, beginners and intermediates and stuff, and when we're working on technique, I think drop drop hitting a drop serve, utilizing that's very important. Very very useful for sure. All right, here we go. Uh, da, 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 going to the next question. Next question. Let's see if you're enjoying this, or if you have any other questions uh, for our next Q and A. Why don't you uh, drop a drop some questions in the yeah. chat or in the Let's comments? Let's do it live here. next time. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that'd be so much fun. Um, all right, so here we go. All right, this question is maybe for higher level players. Question about stacking while receiving the serve and the hand signals that are used. I understand where the players need to be when receiving the serve based on odd and even scores. You already did a great video on that, but I'm interested to learn more about additional strategies other than say just forehand down the middle or male or male and left, female and right, etc. I noticed some pros will alternate with side that they play on throughout the game and give hand signals that surprise oh, and give hand signals to each other. That surprised me when watching um, the match with Ben Newell opting to sometimes play left side when he's left-handed and his partner playing the right when they beat the Johns brothers at Newport Beach recently. With the game evolving with more and more fire fights and speed ups from yellow and sometimes red zones, what are some of the tells to look for? I find it very difficult to anticipate speed ups, especially those coming to my chest or dominant shoulder. Okay. So those were just two questions. Oh yeah. <laughs> like morph to each other. Let me answer the first one. Um, I'll answer the speed up ones. You want to okay. answer the first one? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. So hand signals switching and you would agree, Kaden, um, you know, lefty and righty matchups though, though typically, Typically um, stack, yes. Typically stack. If you just quick answer, if you see something else that is working better, do that. Stick yeah. with that. Sometimes, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Generally, at higher levels, you want to keep your forehands in the middle, but it's going to be interesting. I do see a benefit of the um, forehands on the outside. Uh, it's we, true. We could go into that, but let's let's just hop in. So that's my just quick um, answer. Um, 
So just do what works and see that like at higher levels, dink patterns is really important yep. to figure out what dink patterns are working. Maybe you switch it up um, and things like that. So for sure, see what works, stick with that. Caden, uh, why don't you answer the ones uh, about speed what are the tells to look for to anticipate speed ups? Yeah. So when you guys are playing pickleball, you guys have to expect speed up. So what that means is if you're getting caught off guard by speed ups, one, it could be your paddle positioning, but I guarantee you it's probably your mindset. So when you are playing and you are getting burnt by speed ups, tell yourself that every single ball is going to be a speed up until it isn't. So what I'm trying to tell you is expect fast, react slow. Expect fast, you are expecting pace, you are expecting speed up, speed up and when it doesn't come, then you can react to the slow ball. But if you are getting caught off guard by a speed up, that probably means you're expecting a slow ball and then reacting to a fastball, which is what you don't want to do. Okay. So, and really quick, I'm going to add to that. Mm-hmm. He's or he or she is specifically asking oh. how to anticipate speed ups, um, yeah. especially those coming to chest or dominant shoulders. So number one, what are some tells? Number one, stepping back. Um, one, number one is when you see your opponent step back with their dominant foot or non-dominant foot, if it's a backhand speed up, um, that's, that's the first thing. And when they're letting the ball bounce and it rise, number two is when their paddle drops, paddle head drops below the ball. You can see that paddle come back with a little bit of backswing, or when you can see their, you know, paddle drop below their knees, you, that's a, um, opportunity, um, yeah, those are the main ones. And then again, it is difficult to anticipate where it's coming. Um, and and p- players always ask me this. And how do you, you know, how do you read it before? The truth is, everybody, that you're not re- you're you're not at higher levels. You're not reading it until nope. the last second. You're you're not you're not anticipating it so, whatsoever. You just are sitting ready. So you can to a certain point anticipate, yep. but you're maybe anticipating patterns like where they went last time and things True. like that. But we have to just work on our reaction time and our ready position. Yep. Um maybe and, and you know what we're gonna do this in another video. Maybe we actually do yeah, it soon. Be- um how to anticipate that and also how to deal with the shoulder attacks and things like that maybe maybe a little slide action um maybe uh sitting on your forehand a little bit but there's a lot of options in terms of being ready for a speed up but all honestly the best thing you guys could do is make sure you guys have a good ready position um you know and just keep in mind that everything should come fast until it doesn't yeah every everything is gonna come fast and when it doesn't hey no big deal it's like expecting the worst. Yeah, right. Now, we don't really, I don't know if that's the best thing to do in life, but <laughs> but like, you know, expect the worst, expect the fastball, speed yep. up and be ready for the best, the easy dead thing that you're going to attack. You know that's what right. I mean? That's right. All right. Last question here, Caden. All right. I've been playing about four months and have learned so much from your YouTube videos. Oh, cool. Uh, thank you. I have a question about when to advance to the non-volley zone when your partner is serving. Someone told me to hang back and only advance when they advance. (laughs) Would love your perspective. 
This is one of the uh, most m- common things I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Yeah, this is one of myth, Mythbuster here. Yeah. Uh, oh, or Mythbuster <laughs> here. Uh, we got a. Uh, so if your partner's serving, and that uh, return is coming back. I think I've actually answered this question. Yeah, I mean we've but, talked about this, but returns coming back to your partner. Um, the question is, should I wait or should I directly? Only go up when they go up. How about this? Should I stay or should I go? You know that song? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Justin okay. Bieber. <laughs> um, okay. So should you basically um come up when they come up? Now yeah, the short answer is no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, as you're learning and as you're starting the game, it makes sense to kind of use that as a guide. Um, but at higher levels and and this is just me just as a a, an efficient answer everyone it's going to be based on the quality of the shot yep you're definitely going to have to make a read on their shot depending if they're driving depending if they're dropping depending if the the ball's high attack bowl yellow zone or if it's low in the red zone whether they're consistent with their shots or not consistent with their shots yeah so there's a lot that goes into it yeah so our perspective definitely would be or my perspective would definitely be as you get better as you learn how to anticipate and move as you learn how to read trajectory more and more you make your decision based on your your thought process on that ball. I, I don't, I don't, this is what I like to say. So like selfishly, this is one of the good selfish things that you can do for yourself. Don't come in based on your partner. You need to come in on what your abilities are and what you can handle. So some players are probably better off staying back if their transition game or the reset game is not, you know, not that great yet. Um, some players and you'll see this is why you'll see high level players lead in a little bit um, but before their partner the majority of the time it's because their resets and their their transition game is very good so that they can afford to be in that transition on a higher ball still because they can reset um, thoughts Kaden. perfectly said um, we've actually done breakdowns about you know partners moving up uh, maybe a little early, but but like Jordan said, it's about what you're capable of. If you know you're capable of playing in the transition and maybe bailing yourself out of uh, you know maybe some of your partner's bad drops, then say, hey, okay, go for it. Why not? And and honestly, even if you're not, wouldn't hurt to do it and and see how it goes. Try it out. Work on it. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. And. That's pro- God, like I said, that's just one of the most common things that like people get wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If someone, honestly, if you guys want my opinion, if someone tells you you're doing something wrong or that you can't do something, I guarantee you they're probably not sure. Like they probably don't know what they're talking about. So all I'm saying is know yourself, know what you're doing, know what you're trying to accomplish. Um, whether you're working on something or you're you're trying to fix something, um, focus more on that than on winning, or on what other people say you should do. Because um, you you can get so much better 
by focusing on the little things than just focusing on winning and losing. I like it, man. I like it. I like it. That wraps up the uh, Q&A session. Um, we would like to do this again, maybe do it live next time. Thank you for all your questions. I hope that um, that helped all of you. It was clear. And um, yeah, any final thoughts, Kaden? Uh, we're um, Again, end of season one for the pod. Yeah. We're ho- hopping into a summer a Brionis Pickleball podcast um, kind of season two. Yeah. You um, you guys won't see me see uh, see much of me this summer. Um, but you will see a little Actually, bit of me. Well, so. in, in a in a month or so. Yeah, you'll see a little bit of me. But uh, yeah. but but yeah, honestly, I just want to say thank you, Jordan, for uh, making this opportunity possible. Yeah. Man. Um, thank you guys for being so supportive and so nice. And uh, obviously, I, I've gotten to meet a lot of great people um, because of this podcast, and awesome. and people are so nice and and willing to introduce themselves to me. Um, so thank you guys. And, uh, Hayden will be back. He'll be joining. Uh, I'm going to be in Colorado again for eight weeks running intensives there, family yeah. vacation, doing all the things there. Um, Kaden will be joining, uh, for a week and oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll hop on a pod. We'll do one there, um, and catch up on some videos, things yep. like that. Um, but yeah, man. No. Uh, yeah. On that note, I mean, shoot. We'll see you guys for season two. See you soon. If you have any other questions, uh, reach out to us. Yeah. Um, Always. Kaden Nemoff PB, Instagram or Facebook. Just Kaden Nemoff. There you go. (laughs) Thanks so much. We'll see you guys in the next episode.